previously on Tubular Teens with Titans. As the Guardians struggle to rescue Jay from the clutches of Hera, Harbinger, and Erailed, they must confront the grim reality that their connection to the Source is damaged. With their powers compromised, Benny, Hanuel, Scarlet, and Gwen must find a way to stop Harbinger from unleashing their devastating Titan, the vision that endures on Dragon Cove. While Hera and Erailed prepare to face an onslaught of dino riders emerging from the center of the Earth, Jay is freed by Erailed and sets out to use Erailed's technology to reconnect to the Source and save the day. Can the mismatched dinosaur siblings join forces and emerge victorious in this epic battle? Will the Guardians be able to finally put an end to the threat of Harbinger? Find out in this thrilling season finale as the Guardians fight to protect their home and loved ones from devastation. The four teens step out of a portal in downtown Dragon Cove and find a scene of utter chaos. Metal Dusa leads the recently reformed Slam Banshee, Minoterra, and Carmera as they demolish everything in sight. Oh man, not the game store! Let's find a place to armor up. There's no time! I just got a cat. I can't have the government abducting me in the middle of the night. Look around. Everyone's either looking for a place to hide or staring at the monsters. Guardians, engage! Storm Sentinel! Nova Knight! Higher Paladin! Hydro Hoplite! Glowing silver-colored liquid pours from the top discs, solidifying into complete bodysuits. A neon blue and silver wave wraps around Gwen. A dazzling pink and silver whirlwind encapsulates Hanuel. Violent red and silver flames surround Benny. An inky black and silver static crackles over Scarlet. The mixed colors begin to separate over the teens' bodies, leaving metallic silver bodysuits and chest plates, gauntlets, boots, and helmets in their respective radiant colors. This is different. I feel good, and I'm not scared at all. I just feel kind of... kind of invincible. Is it getting hot in here, or is it just me? I know what you mean. I'm used to feeling electric when I'm armoring up, but now it feels... more. I'm not usually a fan of silver, but this I can work with. What's the plan? There's four of us and four of them. I think we divide and conquer. 
I'll take Meldusa. Sentinel, you've got Slam Banshee. Knight, take down Shamira. And Paladin, that leaves you Minotera. We fought them before, so we know their tricks. It's two-minute drill time. We don't know how long these powers will last, so don't hold back. The young heroes summon their elemental weapons and strike out against their chosen enemy. Hanuel cautiously approaches the acrobatic luchador known as Slam Banshee. The creature's sonic scream explodes a row of windows. Slam Banshee's back for round two. No holds barred, falls down anywhere. Match for all the marbles. Are you ready to enter a house of pain? Oh, that's right. That's your thing. <clears throat> this time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you'll be the one that grovels for mercy. The combatants rush at each other and begin to trade blows. Slam Banshee leaps away and quickly scales the side of a building. Once he reaches the top, he launches himself feet first at Hanuel. The pink guardian is knocked off his feet and slides across the floor. Come on, come on, come on, you're ready to tap out your pink beluga! Come on, give me the tap, give me the tap! Ugh. Who can play that game? Karma Tornado! Hanuel launches into a corkscrew flip, slamming directly into the monster wrestler. The hero lands and begins to fling his elemental projectiles and recalling them at a blinding speed. A flurry of rose-colored energy drives Slam Banshee into a wall before Hanuel slams his chakrams into the creature's chest. This is my ring now. All right, ugly. Let's you and me dance! The Red Guardian holds his flame hammer in one hand as he approaches the hulking Minotera. Purple smoke pours from the monster's massive nostrils. As the Pyre Paladin approaches, the Minotera begins to shift form and resembles Benny's childhood friend Jason, now dressed in prison garb. This is your fault! You let me alone! I sacrificed everything for you, but you never paid me. Jason! You chose them over me! I always knew you were selfish. This is why no one will ever stand by you. I'm sorry, I... No! Swinging his flaming warhammer like a bat, Benny projects multiple bolts of fire at the image of his former best friend. Fire Salvo! The form of Jason stumbles back and reverts back into the Minotaur. I see through your core, fear in my every word, for they pierce thy heart like I stabbed it with a sword. one for you! Roses are red, prepare to be crushed! Say goodnight, Hornhead! Here comes my blazing rush! Fire erupts from the flame hammer as the Red Guardian sprints forward at superhuman speed. 
in an instant. Benny resembles a giant fireball and engulfs Minotaur as he slams into the beast. When the flames reside, the Pyre Paladin stands alone. Just one little guardian for us to play with. Shall we make her giddy get an angry brute? A sad, forlorn mess. How about all three? <laughs> Do we amuse you? Oh, you think forcing me to feel happy, sad, and dejected all at the same time is going to stun me? I call that a Tuesday. It's time for you to see the light of change. Oh, I was thinking the same thing. Static wave! Scarlet raises her lightning lance over her head, and the weapon immediately begins to be struck by lightning. With each strike, the lance shines brighter and brighter. With a full body turn, she unleashes a wave of pure electricity at Carmara. You're the one who stole my collection. I missed adding you to my menagerie the last time we fought, but I won't this time. You try to hurt my friend. Allow me to return the favor. The Blue Guardian parries strike after strike from the serpentine hair of the Metal Gorgon, while she can only land glancing blows in return with her Aqua Sword. I grow tired of you. Enjoy your last moment of autonomy. A good captain knows their teammates. Since Defender helped design you, and I know exactly how they would defeat you... The serpent-like hair rears back and emits a beam of energy aimed at the Hydro Island. A wall of ice juts out of the ground in front of Gwen and reflects every beam back at the creature, freezing it in place. No! You're just lucky I didn't go full Perseus on you. The dinosaur siblings exit their subterranean craft. Hera, in her disparate armor, towers over the diminutive sibling while surveying the clearing that will serve as their battlefield. The smaller sibling types quickly on one of his gauntlets. Are you certain that this is where the dino riders will break through? With absolute certainty. You forget I was principal on designing the expedition protocols. This area meets four of the seven protocols, and I have placed probes that emit a signature similar to our vessel. As far as they are concerned, they think they will find us unaware. Are you sure about this, brother? My calculations are never wrong. No, this battle. You've never showed interest in direct conflict before, and I would hate for you to regret this choice once blood is spilled. Sister, we have rarely seen eye to eye throughout our lives, but rest assured that I will stand back to back with you. 
until the very end. The siblings watch stoically as the ground around them sinks for a moment and then explodes upward. The dirt cloud momentarily blocks their field of vision, but there's no mistaking the sound of the oncoming Dino Riders. Tremble in fear, surface world. A hexatotal blitterous has arrived. Rising from the recently formed chasm is a small herd of dinosaurs, each with reptilian riders. Screeching into the sky are two Quetzalcoatlus. Their diminutive pilots are barely noticeable on the backs of the flying lizards as they stretch their wings to their full 10-meter wingspan. Sprinting out next is a sleek and powerful Deinonychus. Its armored rider clings tightly as its steed's slender, outstretched tail, enclosed in bundles of bony rods, whips back and forth. The next beast to surface is a lumbering Stegosaurus, its kite-shaped plates and tall spikes glistening in the sunlight. Placed on each side of the 30-foot-long dinosaur are two sidecars, each with a mounted gun and shooter. Lastly, a 12-foot-tall and 40-foot-long Tyrannosaurus Rex appears, with a heavily armored bipedal Triceratop figure perched on a battle saddle. Haxatar Obliterus sits proudly on his favorite steed with a large sword sheathed on his back. The frill of bone at the back of his skull is adorned with intricate gems and gold work. One of his three prominent horns has been broken off at the midway point, while a scar runs down a large portion of the center of his face. Spread out and find the Desertus. Remember, the coward Hera is only for Haxatar. Haxatar will spill her blood. And listen to her. Who dare strike the face of Axedar? Standing in front of Hera, Erailed quickly reloads his wrist mounted launcher with another projectile located in his bandolier. No one speaks ill of my sister. <laughs> the once. Brave and mighty Hera now hides behind her puny little brother. <laughs> I see that the scar I gave you is healing nicely. Where would you like me to place your next one? <sighs> After today, Axitar will have Axitar's honor restored. Hera's head on a Spike and Haxatar's horn back. <laughs> Your horn? <sighs> Do not act like Haxatar's horn is not your prized possession. 
Sister, did you actually take a body pot as a trophy? That is unsettling. Dearest brother, do you remember the doorstop that I gave you last birth of creation celebration? Enough. Do you yield for judgment? Or do you welcome death? To die will be a most grandiose adventure. <laughs> Dino Riders, attack! So, Savitri, um, how are you? Inquiry is invalid. Oh, you're just a vocal user interface and not a full AI like Gaia. That's a little disappointing. Oh well, uh, pull up data on leyline energy. No entries found concerning leyline energy. Is there another classification? Just pull up all of Harold's data on energy concerning the Guardians and Harbinger. The screens in front of Jay light and fill with indecipherable writings and equations. The young scientist stares befuddled at the unknown language in front of them. I wonder if Harold happened to leave a dino ease to English dictionary lying around? No. Okay. Time to put the old deciphering skills to the test. I just have to find a point to start building my translation key, and then... Our translation services requested. Yes? The information on the numerous screens goes dark for a moment, but then flashes back to life with every note and equation translated into English. Huh. Fascinating. What here can help me find a nexus point where the source energy is the strongest? How do I find something that cannot be detected by magnetometers or any other scientific device? Uh, wait. What's this bit? Uh, oh! He was able to weaponize our energy? Oh, that cheeky monkey. We are going to have to have a talk about that. Okay, hold on. Wait. Maximize screen... One, two, three... Third from the left. <gasps> Holy hypothetical death race! I think that's it. I'd been working under the impression I had to plug into the source, but I think it's a... It's closer to wireless electricity. I just need to make a leyline Tesla coil. User Terra has full access to fabrication services. Please upload schematics. You can fabricate the coil? Oh, don't tell Gaia, but you are in the running to be my favorite alien AI. Okay, it's going to need line replaceable silicon intermodulation, uh, a phase contamination centrifuge, and a, ooh, and a nitronium magnesium nullifier. Printing in progress. The four armored rangers recall their elemental weapons and regroup after defeating their monstrous foes. The quartet quickly surveys the damage to the downtown area that was brought about by their battles. Once panicked citizens slowly come out of hiding and nervously watch the young heroes. That was unbelievable! You all did it's time to go get Jay! 
Night, we will. But unless you've forgotten, we don't have our portals. Then we take a car. I don't think we could actually hail a cab dressed like this. Who said anything about hailing a cab? I'm pretty sure I can start a car on my own. We're not stealing a car. I completely understand the idea of doing the wrong thing for the right reason, but I think there's someone we should ask first. I swear to the spaghetti monster in the sky, if you say our inner selves or some other new age nonsense, I'm going to punch you. I'm going to let that slide, because you're clearly going through a guilt spiral. But I meant Jay. Jay, what's the good word? Oh, the word is remarkably good. I'm fabricating a modified Tesla coil that theoretically should reconnect me to the source. How did you get free? Errol let me out. Because some evil dinosaur people are coming up from the center of the earth to stop him, his sister, and Harbinger from taking over the kingdom they're all from? What? what? Yeah, so, right? It's actually quite an interesting tale of absolute power corrupting, mistaken identity, and miscommunication. It all started... Cliff's Notes version J. Oh, um, okay, right, okay, so, they wanted our tech to overthrow an emperor they used to work for, fighting us awake in PTSD in Harbinger, and now they want to kill us because some other guardians may have killed them in a previous life. I love our lives. The guardians turn to find the giant titan, the vision that endures, approaching Dragon Cove. A crater now exists where the recently completed juice bar once stood. Oh, come on! I thought we destroyed that thing already! It must be self-repairing like our titans. What's the plan, Hoplite? We were barely able to defeat that thing when we had all five titans and the mega titan. Did that thing just destroy the juice bar? Oh man, I just signed up for the karate tournament! We have to try to drive it out of the city. There's no telling how much damage it can do if we let it get downtown. It might be stronger, but our four titans are faster. Are you suggesting we pull an Alley versus Liston? Exactly! Float like a butterfly and sting like a bee! The hands can't hit what the eyes can't see! Do you have any idea what they're talking about? Nope. Look at them, they're having so much fun, you'd almost forget there's a giant robot coming our way! Alright, let's do this! It's Titan time! The cry that ignites! Benny collapses to one knee as he is momentarily engulfed in silver flames. Benny struggles to his feet as the flames subside. Benny! That was definitely not fun. Are you okay? Other than feeling like my insides just got rearranged, I think I'm... Ugh. That's it. Benny, you're sitting this one out. We can't have you collapsing in your Titan. No. I won't let you all down. I'll be fine. No one is gonna think less of you, Benny. There's no use trying to convince him. He separated his shoulder against Bayside last year and still played the fourth quarter. The Black Guardian helps her red compatriot to his feet. Benny, just promise you'll pull back if another fluctuation hits you. You got it. Second time's the charm. It's Titan time! I summon the wings of hope. I summon the light and the darkness. I summon the cry that ignites justice! 
I summon the claws that win life! Elemental energies crackle around Dragon Cove as the Phoenix, Rhino Beetle, Alicorn, and Dragon Titans emerge from their dimensional strongholds. With a tap of the glowing discs on their conduits, the teens teleport into their titans. The quartet of heroes begin to toggle switches and grip their yokes. Stick to the plan, strike fast, and then pull back. Paladin! You stay in the back, I'll light your damn dragon on fire! I was gonna ask if you wanted the first strafing run. Yeah, time to crank up the heat. The Red Phoenix Titan storms ahead as black, pink, and blue move into a flanking position. The humanoid titan rears back its lion's flail and swings at the approaching flying mech. Whoa! Too slow, Mr. Iron Giant! Try some fire breath on for size! In the control center of the vision that endures, Harbinger angrily watches the phoenix fly out of their grasp. Repositioning their titan, they turn and prepare to weather the attacks from the remaining titans. Great job, Paladin! Let's keep them off balance! Tsunami Blast! Damn it! It blocked the attack with its flail! Let's see how it blocks my Chaos Bolt! That's 1.21 gigawatts right to the face! My turn. Let's see how the Cyclops does after he takes a Typhoon Strike to the eye. The pink alicorn speeds toward the giant cycloptic mech. Folding its wings in, it begins to spiral toward its target. Sentinel! The vision that endures grasps the alicorn mecha tightly in its two hands. The pink titan's horn just feet away from puncturing Harbinger's position. Your first mistake will be your last guardian. This is for Seal Janine. Almost effortlessly, Harbinger's Titan tears off the Alicorn's wings. It tosses the severed wings to the side, drops the damaged and sparking mech to the ground, and pins it down with its foot. Now it is time for you to die. The vision that endures swings back its arm as it gets ready to strike, but its arm is wrapped entirely by the Blue Dragon Titan, locking it in place. The Red Phoenix Titan grasps the chain of the flail with its talons and pulls with all its might in an attempt to wrest the weapon from its wielder. The Black Rhino Beetle scurries forward, jamming its horn under the foot of the vision that endures and attempts to pry it off of Hanuel's Titan. Sentinel, can you get free? Can you move? My Titan's completely locked up! It's like it's in shock or something! None of the controls are responding! <laughs> Looks like my arrival is quite fortuitous! Stepping out of a recently surfaced subterranean craft, Jay runs forward carrying a six-foot pole with a large disc-like object at one end. Slamming the pole into the ground, they raise their ringed fists toward the disc on top. Jay! What are you doing? Hopefully reconnecting us all to the source? Uh, Guardians, engage! To Redic Defender! Oh, that should've... The miniature Tesla coil begins to radiate all five of the Guardian's elemental colors. 
Sparks, flames, water, earth, and wind can all be seen emanating randomly from the disk. The colors intensify in brightness and in speed before five bolts of energy shoot toward each guardian. The four guardians and their titans are awash with their elemental colors and find themselves returned to their traditional black bodysuits. Not a second after Jay is in their green armor do they reach out an open hand toward the sky. I summon the rock that supports! Thundering from its elemental fortress, the giant turtle titan joins the battlefield. Instantly teleporting into their mech, the green guardian wastes no time before launching an attack. Crushing shell! The head and limbs of the Turtle Titan retract into the shell before it begins to roll at a blistering speed toward the giant mechanized scrum on the border of Dragon Cove. The vision that endures is slammed backward, crashing through buildings as it stumbles to the ground. The five animal titans regroup the alicorn running alongside the beetle and turtle as it is unable to fly. I see that Eril has betrayed my cause. Regardless, I will crush you all before ending that traitor's life. Status update. Everybody check in. After that zap from Defender's doohickey, I'm feeling great. Same. That extra buzz is gone, but I feel back to my old self. I guess my alicorn is a unicorn for now, but we're still ready to fight. Now that Defender is here, we finally have a fair fight! <laughs> Let's get chronological! We The five animal mechs merge together to form a single humanoid titan. The rock that supports forms the legs, the wings of hope takes the place of the torso, the claws that rends life, and the light in the darkness each form an arm, while the cry that ignites justice forms the head. With the alicorn horn as its sword and the turtle shell as a shield, the guardian-piloted Megatitan rushes toward the vision that endures. Excellent shot, little brother. That leaves only one glider to deal with. The compliment is appreciated, sister. And may I commend you on how you took down that Stegosaurus. I do not envy the riders pinned under their steed. I've recently learned the advantages of leverage. The two battle-worn reptilian siblings stand back-to-back -back as the remaining dino riders circle them. Two Deinonychus sprint quickly around, the lone Quetzalcoatlus circles slowly above, while Haxatar obliterates Tyrannosaurus gingerly limps ominously closer. Uh, you fought well. Haxatar will proudly mount your heads on Haxatar's wall. After Haxatar separates them from your shoulders. 
I am truly getting tired of this third-person nonsense. Unfortunately, it is only his second worst trait. Do I even want to know my sister? Just never sit by him after a meal. Can you handle the two smaller ones? I have two charges left, and I will not miss. The two siblings separate. Hera rushes headstrong toward the tiring Tyrannosaurus, while Ereald draws the attention of the smaller Deinonychus, sprinting at his full speed. The scientist-turned-warrior is able to keep his pursuers at a safe distance. In one fluid motion, he rolls to a stop and fires two bolts at the back of each of the steeds. Nothing like a well-placed neural inhibitor to take down the most ferocious of beasts. And since the fools in the barracks did not heed my advice on insulated saddles, the two of you can enjoy a nap as well. You were always an arrogant fool, Haxatar. Choosing the largest steed is not a display of strength. It is one of cowardice. Any warrior, any warrior worth their salt knows that a well-placed blow can incapacitate even the largest of beasts. Brother, look out! Seeing the large feathered wing beast streaking toward her brother, Hera does a full body rotation before launching her club at the Quetzalcoatlus, knocking it from the sky. The first rule of battle, sibling, always be aware of your surroundings. Haxatar will be victorious. Lowering his head and sprinting toward Hera, the bipedal Triceratops aims to gore his target with his large remaining horn. Sprinting at a blinding speed, Erailed rushes to intercept Haxatar. <laughs> Time seems to stand still for Hera as she sees her brother's limp body impaled by the massive horn of Haxatar Obliterus. Standing in his full height, he grins at Hera as he slowly lowers his head and allows Erail's unconscious form to fall lifeless to the floor. <sighs> One down. <laughs> One to go. You will feel the pain of a thousand deaths for what you've just done. Hera turns to see that the dino riders that were not incapacitated in the battle approaching her with their weapons drawn. The mighty Tyrannosaurus has regained its footing and approaches with labored breathing. <sighs> the last chapter of the mighty Hera story. Haxatar will tell the tale of how you cried over your pathetic brother and begged for mercy. Open fire. Hera turns from the repeated blasts from the Dino Riders and looks toward her brother's form on the ground. Erail's eyes flutter open as he witnesses the barrage of attacks on his sister. Sister? No. 
I will not fall today. Hera pulls out the vials that she stole from her brother's lab. Mournfully, she stares at her brother's injured form before injecting herself with every vial. Now you pay. The sonic scream knocks the weapons from the Dino Rider's hands as smoke begins to pour from Hera's mouth. She spits orange flames that engulf the Dino Riders. Don't you feel envious of each other so much that you want to rip each other limb from limb? Purple smoke pours out of Hera's nostrils and soon completely covers the Tyrannosaurus. Ferocious rage and power, I wonder what will make you cower. And now that leaves you, Haxatar. As it should be. Haxatar and Hera, Trichmer's two greatest warriors. Haxatar promises not to go easy like our last encounter. Swinging down his broadsword with all of his might, Haxatar is surprised when Hera simply grabs the blade with her left hand. The blade is seemingly absorbed into her left hand before a similar blade is formed in her right and plunges into the belly of her opponent. That was for my brother. As Haxatar falls to the ground, the victorious Hera rushes to her brother's side. <coughs> Did I do it? Will he welcome me? Did I bring honor to Revere? You did just that, my darling brother. You were the most glorious thing I've ever seen on the battlefield. But River will not be welcoming you today. Our story is not done. <coughs> I do not know how much say I have in that, my most special sister. It is an honor to die on the field of battle with you at my side. <laughs> no, cherished brother, today is not your day to die. You are destined for far greater things. <sighs> You will go to our home and set things right. To make it the land we've always dreamed it could be. Little Gecko, I've always loved you and have always been so proud to call you my kin. You are a true warrior of River. We do not stop until the fight is done. Now get up, because I'm counting on you to finish our fight. Sister, what is wrong? I did what I must to save you. I only regret that our first battle together was also our last. No! What did you do? Are those the vials from my lab? You've injected yourself with all the monster serum? Sister, no... 
The injured dinosaur scientist painfully crawls away as the sister begins to expand in size. As she reaches a height of ten stories, her regular reptilian features slowly morph to include attributes from the monsters she incorporated into herself. unfair advantage of not worrying about property damage. Well, that's pretty much the delineation between the good guys and the bad guys. With our new connection to the source, we've got plenty of power. Probably more than Harbinger does. By the time he runs out of energy, Dragon Cove's gonna be a crater. Shield up! The Mega Titan barely raises its turtle shell in time to block a blast from the vision that endures I-Beam. The massive mech is pushed back, destroying more of Dragon Cove with each step. Remind <sighs> me to invest in construction companies if we survive this. Sentinel, can we use the Thunder Sword? I don't think it'll work. How can it not work? It's our most powerful weapon. It's not about hitting this thing as hard as we can. We just have to hit it in just the right way. like they're worried about hitting us in just the right way. Ow. The two giant robots continue their battle through Dragon Cove. A powerful swipe of Cronus's sword pushes the vision that endures back. Okay, we need to figure something out. I don't think the Dragon Cove infrastructure can take much more of this. Defender, you're a genius. I thought we already knew that. We have to overload it with our Thunder Sword. It'll take forever to damage this thing enough to make it stop, but if we pump it full of elemental energy, it should short out. Think more spear than sword. With the boost that you all have from the other conduit, it should be enough. Sounds good to me. Everybody ready? The Guardians put their ringed fists to their control panels and rotate them. Their panels glow vividly with their elemental colors. Thunder Spear! Elemental Blast! The Titan throws its sword directly at its massive opponent. As the sword progresses toward the vision that endures, it quickly morphs from a traditional longsword into that of an energy sphere. The multicolored projectile plunges deep into Harbinger's Titan. The giant mechanical humanoid stumbles backward as elemental energy begins to pour into it before plummeting into the cove. Frantically, the mechanical warlord begins flipping switches and toggles on his control panel to no avail. In frustration, they slam their fist through the control panel. No! What is this? 
The Guardian's elemental energy moves from the control panel up Harbinger's arm. The rainbow energy quickly turns silver as it enters their core. The frantic rage of Harbinger is immediately replaced with calm serenity. Where am I? Guile? Where are you? Water explodes out of the cove and rains down, drenching the boardwalk. The damaged megatitan, Cronus, stands victorious as the Guardians survey the damage of their battle. We did it! Holy shitballs! That was awesome! Is that really it? Are they gone? Well, if my horror movie obsession has taught me anything, it's that we are going to see them one last time. In an unexpected jump scare. Do horror movie rules apply to this scenario? I always felt this was much more of like a sci-fi adventure. Let's go and see if we can help with the cleanup. Great idea. It'd be good if people saw us as more than just a destructive force. Let's separate in. Of course. What is that? It looks like it walked off the side of a van. Cronus turns and finds itself facing a massive creature that dwarfs even its stature. Primarily reptilian in form, this mega kaiju has elements of all the monsters they have battled before. Oh dear. That thing looks like you put all the monsters we fought into a blender. Whatever it is, we need to take it down. Oh, uh, well, the Thunder Spear attack left us just under 50% of our power reserves. Whatever we do, we have to focus on efficiency. I don't want to be a killjoy, but we're without our main weapon right now. We still have our shield. That will have to be enough. That's a Banshee Sonic Scream. Is that what I think it is? Sweet Tarnation. That's a Charmer Fire Attack. Ah, oh, sweet baby Jesus. It has slammed Banshee's power so it gets that goddamn announcer voice. Now we really need to kill this thing fast. Jay, can you hear me? I am Rivia's will, please tell me you can hear me. Who is that? Adele! Harold? How are you doing this? I may have accidentally found your communication signal while you were being held. I have information. That's gonna be a hard no for me. Why are we gonna take help from the bad guys who just had Jay? It's not like that. They've almost killed us on multiple occasions. Why should we trust them now? Let's finish this thing off and worry about him later. Let's see if we can knock this thing off its feet. Shield smash! The giant turtle shell shield slams into the head of the gigantic beast. It stumbles back momentarily and seems to struggle to regain its senses. Please, she's my sister. The monster you face is my sister. How is that kaiju your sister? She absorbed multiple vials of my monster serum that have been infused with your unique energies. She might have been able to handle a single vial. But that many doses made her unstable. Oh, that explains the readings I've gathered. Every time we've hit this thing, it drains some of our power. 
We cannot hit it, it'll destroy the city if we stop! So we need to find a non-violent way to subdue this thing? I think it might be a little too big to do a sleeper hold on. If it is just energy we're worried about, I might have an idea. The energy that powers our titans isn't exactly like electricity. There's something mystical or spiritual to it. Sort of like how you can change someone's energy just by being there and listening. We can do the same for this thing. Are you suggesting... a monster therapy session? No, I think I see what he's saying. We need to take the energy from it into ourselves. I don't think we're capable of holding that much energy. I've done some rough calculations and I, I'm fairly certain its power levels are greater than our safety thresholds. Do we even have a way of doing this? Theoretically, we could just reverse the process of our Thundersword attacks? I've got just the move. Everybody hold on to your butts and follow my lead. Running toward the still-growing Kaiju, the Mega Titan throws its shield forward toward the feet of the beast, while simultaneously clotheslining it and forcing it to land on the shell. That's a powerful clothesline from the robot. It's Turtle! Do whatever you're going to do! The giant combined titan brings its hands down onto the chest of the monster that was once Hera. The massive mechanical hands begin to glow with elemental energy. Inside the command center of Kronos, the pink guardian closes his eyes and focuses. I can do this. It's just aligning chakras and balancing words. Just on a much larger scale. It's working! I can see the monster starting to shrink! You got this, crew, Yasuo! I will never doubt your Zen nonsense again. We might have a small problem. This is way more energy than I calculated. Sentinel, can you stop the flow? That's like asking me to stop a waterfall at this point. What are our options? Do we take the beast to the cove like Harbinger? Can we fly it into space? I don't know. This isn't like what we did to Harbrio. We, we just overloaded a machine where we are more like an elemental nuclear bomb. I can't predict the fallout. Alright, space it is then. You all eject and I'll fly it up. No, if anyone should do it, it's me. You all have families that'll miss you. I can do this. It's okay. Have you lost your mind? There's no way we're letting you do this alone. Like Gwen said when we started this crazy adventure, either we're all in, or we're all out. That is a very, very slim possibility that the explosion might shift us back to the planet realities of the Titan Spirits. So, we have that going for us. Okay, let's go! Far be it from me to ruin a remarkably heroic moment. <laughs> but I believe there's a way that involves no sacrifice. The energy you absorbed instinctively ties to the core of this planet. I believe it can ground yourself and force the energy back to its origin. Everyone should survive. Defender? He has been studying the elemental energy more intensely than I have. He's the closest thing we have to an expert. Never thought I'd say this. Let's do what the dinosaur says. 
Placing its glowing fist to the ground, the Guardians prepare to release the contained energy. A silent look between the team and a simple nod is all they have time for before Hanuel releases the energy. The teens all turn and find that the pink guardian is slumped over in his chair. Hanuel! What? Huh? I, sorry, I was just having the most vivid dream that I hugged Godzilla because she was so sad. I'm okay. It works. Exactly as Harold said. The energy has been dissipated throughout the entire Earth. Should we be worried about that amount of energy being shoved back into the planet? Or are we just gonna say, woo, good job? That's a problem for tomorrow. Let's go home. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand why we're here so early, Niles. The game doesn't start for another two hours. Paige, if you would allow me just a moment, I believe everything will become clear. <clears throat> Oh, recent events. The monster attacks. Yes, and the... The giant robot battle. Yes. Or was it the realization that the mythological creatures you idolized as a child might actually be real? Uh, yes, all of those events have had me reassessing the way I view our friendship. Niles, where are you going with this? You have brought much to our relationship. You found the sports bar for me uh, to enjoy football, and you brought Dutch Wildemore into my life. That's what friends are for. Exactly my point. Take a casual gander over my left shoulder. That individual was the one that was, as the kids say, eyeballing you last time we were here. No, 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 no. What did you do? Uh, nothing too complicated. I just asked few of the bartenders, if they recognized the individual, and if they could alert me to the next time they arrived, and I had a polite conversation with them to ascertain if they were worth your time. And I believe they are. Other than enjoying sports trivia, they also enjoy your dirt science of geology. You can go and have fun. And I expect a full report over brunch tomorrow. Welcome back, everybody! I'm Joe Chasm, and it's currently 10 a.m., so you know what that means, right? It's the Power Hour, where we discuss the most pressing news in Dragon Cove! Coming up, we have local man found having tea party with ostriches again! The viral photo of a beloved gerbil might have been photoshopped. Wow, I actually believe that. And a proud farmer wins the Corsette growing contest for an unprecedented 10th year in a row. Uh, side note, mostly because nobody else in Dragon Cove actually grows them. But first, Dragon Cove recovers from the most destructive monster attack to date. To discuss the story, we have Junior Weekend anchor... <coughs> 
Sorry, new weekend anchor, Desdemona George. Thanks, Joe. Mr. Chasm, thank you. Anyway, Joe. Viewers out there, you might be wondering how someone as young, beautiful, and talented as myself ascended to the anchor desk before they even graduated high school. Some might say it's because my father is the largest donor to the television station. Others might say that I have been lucky to be where the guardians seem to appear. Well, I'll say this to you. Luck is only skill meeting opportunity. Desdemona, the story, please. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. So after the Guardians totally trashed those monsters that show up in downtown Dragon Cove, a ginormous robot came out of nowhere, and then another robot came to fight it. As someone who's been on the story since the beginning, I knew instantaneously that the robot was the Guardians because it followed their god-awful color scheme. Do we have any information on where that robot went after it was defeated? Uh, I see here they haven't been able to find any pieces of it after it exploded in the cove. Oh my god, I was getting to that. I was able to talk to a few of the divers that were on the scene. Don't get me started on how they smelled like old fish. But they said it looked like the pieces were pulled away or even dug themselves away. I was also able to speak with... Alright, now you got this. You're one with the spatula, and the spatula is one with you. Let the chef energy flow through your very core. This is ridiculous. How can I tell if the burger is done if you've me wearing this blindfold? Listen to the meat, young grasshopper. The meat will tell you when it's ready. Trust the meat. Damn it! I, I told you! I can't do this! Look, I know your arm is in a sling, and you need the help. But why don't you ask the dogs that are always hanging on your truck to help you? I have a simple question for you. Does the egg know that one day it will soar as an eagle? What? Well, does the acorn know that it'll grow into a mighty oak? You, my negative Nelly, are destined for culinary greatness. You just haven't seen it yet. Put the blindfold back on and try one more time. If the burger is not absolutely perfect, that'll be the universe telling us that my vibe was Rongo Bongo. Johnny! You should be listening to the meat. I am. I swear. Why didn't you run from that squid thing? You fought it with just a stick and then hit it with your truck. That was pretty stupid. Let us not rewrite history. Technically, we hit it with my truck. You weren't a shrinking lily either. Well, I saw that you needed help and... Wait a sec. Holy shit! I did it! <laughs> I never doubted you for a second! Take a fiver and reflect on your growth while I get the next lesson prep. Would you work it on there, Hemingway? Nothing. It, it's stupid. I'm going to go ahead and move minimizing your negative energy to the top of our to-do list tomorrow. Now, Spill. Ugh, come on, man. It's just a couple names for the truck. I thought maybe, like, the Krautsiders would be cool. Or maybe the strange case of Dr. Pickles and Mr. Fries. Oh, this is the start of a glorious partnership. To the costume trunk! The mass of piles of discarded metals, abandoned cars, and forgotten appliances sits quietly on the outskirts of Dragon Cove. 
Large trucks roll in and out, depositing debris from the latest monster attack as the owner and operator, Doc, oversees the controlled chaos. Unbeknownst to the people working above, E-Railed pilots a subterranean vessel to the far corner of the lot. Savitri, was all pertinent data downloaded from our main craft? Affirmative. And our Google reserves? Due to our vessel's decreased storage capacities, 8% of Google reserves were retained. That will have to do. Make sure our vessel connects to the local power grid. I'd rather not drain reserves unless we have to. I'm going to check on my sister. Floating in a horizontal cylinder, the usual impressive form of Hera appears quite frail. A plethora of tubes and wires are connected to her body while she floats, eyes closed and unmoving. Sister, my dearest, most special sister, I have to give you credit. This was an impressive play. Foolishly taking the monster serum to save my life makes me honor-bound to save yours. The injured dinosaur scientist limps to a chair and gingerly sits down. I just don't know if I can do it alone. Message received from Emerald Bacter. The weary reptilian raises his eyes to look at the computer screen as a smile forms on his face. Maybe I'm not so alone. Mom, I'm serious. I really have to go now. My friends are waiting for me. You listen here, J. Tara. I thought I lost you when you didn't come home at curfew. Now I know that you said you just fell asleep star watching, but it does not excuse what you did. Did you know that someone got attacked in those woods that very night? I know, Mom. I'm really, really sorry. Your father was out in the woods all night looking for you, and he caught a terrible cold. You're only lucky he found that rare fungus, or he would have grounded you. At least something fortuitous came out of that night. I really gotta go, Mom. Two more things. I am not upset because you were out late. It's because I made you- Made me from scratch, and you only have one of me. Exactly. Now recite to me the terms that we agreed upon. Mom, we just discussed this before I left. Humor me, Jellybean. I'd like to hear it again. I have to call you every hour on the hour till I come home. And if you don't... You take away my soldering iron. And? I'm grounded at home with no lab access until I go to college. <sighs> Alright. Jellybean, you go have fun with your friends. I'll talk to you in 3600 seconds. Jay turns and looks across the busy boardwalk. The boardwalk is usually a busy place, but the energy of today is different. Where there are usually families having fun, there are construction crews and volunteers moving about. The teen hero spies their friends sitting at their usual table, away from the bulk of the crowd, and heads over to join them. That seemed like quite the intense phone call. Everything okay? Just my mom. My folks weren't happy about me being out all night, so they put me on a fairly restrictive release program. Release program? I was in one of those when I got out of juvie. Yep. I have to call every hour, or I'm grounded until graduation. 
Ooh, ouch. That's going to get expensive. My mom thought of that. <laughs> oh, I love your mom. Are we not eating today? Johnny is training an assistant to help him out until his wrist heals. I hope whoever it is realizes that they signed up for a whole bucket full of crazy. Come on, Johnny isn't that bad. Are we forgetting pies and prejudice? Was that the menu with pies made from things that shouldn't be pies? I'm usually the first one to get on board with any chicanery that involves puns, but even I didn't get what he was going for with that one. Let's just get something from one of the other trucks. I'm sure that food is passable. <gasps> Blasphemer! Bite your tongue! Where is your loyalty? It's like I don't even know you anymore, Jay. Okay. If we're not going to eat, what are we going to do? Well, I volunteered to make sandwiches for the relief workers and construction crews downtown. Gwen, you coming? I've got the swim team and water polo team heading to the cove to help with cleanup. That Titan explosion did a number to the shoreline. I'll head downtown with you, Hanwell. I heard some guys talking about trying to see what they could find in the aftermath. I'm not going to have any looting happening on my watch. Jay, I'm going to investigate the missing Titan pieces that Desdemona mentioned on the news. You want to join me? Actually, I think it would be best for me to stay downtown with Hanwell. There are more payphones here, and uh, I have to make another call in 48 minutes. Oh my god, are you really going to pass up the opportunity to find more alien technology? Unless someone has a portable phone in their pocket, I am going to have to pass. Can't you just use the communicator to make a call? That seems like something you would know how to do. No, I. Gaia's still rebooting. <laughs> she wanted to establish the strongest connection she could now that we've reset the source. Alright, seems like we have a plan. Biddy and Jay will go with Hanuel in his car downtown, while Scala and I take her truck to the Cove cleanup. Remember, we have training first thing tomorrow morning. Seriously? Not even one day off after a victory. You heard the reports, didn't you? People saw full-size dinosaurs yesterday, and we still don't know if those alien guardians are ever going to show up. In bed by 11, everybody. Yes, Mom. Hey, that's Captain Mom to you. Benny, Scarlet, Jay, Hanwell, and Gwen all sprint out of a portal into the underground command center. Other than the deafening klaxon, everything appears normal. What the heck, Gaia? I was in the middle of my homework. Homework? You? Fine. I was watching International Powerhouse Wrestling. Rad Dan was about to win the title. I thought Gaia was offline. Because she had to reformat so she could adjust to the new connection to the source. Why are we all here? Everything seems fine? Everything is fine, Guardians. Ah! I called it. Classic jump scare. Slowly shuffling from the shadows is a very functional harbinger. Their usual glistening metallic form is scarred and dented. Missing one arm and only having one fully functional leg, it moves shakily but with unwavering purpose toward the teens. Their flickering single optical port scans each guardian slowly. 
This is impossible. We saw you explode. The only thing that is impossible is impossibility. You four have something that belongs to me. Four? Oh, their optical sensor must be fried. They probably can't see one of us. Great. That'll make it easier to finish stomping this tin can. Guardians and- Wait. Look at them. They can barely move. They aren't a threat. This thing just tried to kill our entire city. It needs to be put down. Just hear me out. When I was connected to the source, I saw things. I think I saw this, or at least a representation of this. We need to hear them out. Thank you. If you give me just a moment, it will all become clear. The crumpled metallic form of Harbinger limps toward a computer port and connects as a cable gingerly crawls from their finger. Whoa! Do not mess with Gaia! She is at a very critical stage of her reformatting process. I would never hurt my oldest friend. The silver orb the Guardians used to temporarily recharge their rings once again floats out of its resting spot. Gaia, it is good to see you again. Voice identification acknowledged. Welcome back, Guardian Prime. The dull silver globe begins to pulse with a dim light that begins to grow in intensity. Benny's, Scarlet's, Hanuel's, and Gwen's rings all begin to glow. He's trying to steal our rings! Silver beams shoot from the team's rings and fill the floating orb with liquid energy. Once full, the sphere slams into Harbinger and begins emanating sparkling silver smoke that quickly encases them. The silhouetted figure straightens up and can soon be seen with all four functioning limbs. The vividly colored smoke begins darkening over a majority of the silhouetted body to deep, matte black, leaving only a sleek metallic chestplate, gauntlets, boots, and an angular helmet in dazzling silver. Oh, outstanding! Alright, they look cool. Hella cool! So, they're a guardian now? The silver guardian armor retracts into the conduit on the figure's left wrist, revealing a blue-skinned, indigo-haired individual with red eyes, wearing a floor-length, tan-padded duster draped over matching dark gray utilitarian clothes and black combat boots. They stare out at their hand for a moment, pausing on a simple wedding band next to their guardian ring. I remember everything. produced by Velvet Fiend Rabbit Productions. Our theme song, Thunder Sword, is written and produced by Ahmad Judah and Joe Chasm, with lyrics and vocals by Keisha Wallace. If you liked what you just heard, please head over to the podcast service of your choice and leave us a rating and a review. It truly helps more people find the show. Tubular Teeth with Titans features the vocal talents of... I'm Bri Zachary, and I play the Druidic Defender... J. Terra. 
My name is Chris Van, and I play the Pyre Paladin, Benny Humo. I'm Tim Loika, and I play Storm Sentinel, Hanuel Yasuo. I'm Keisha Wallace, and I play the Hydro Hoplite, Gwyn Avalon. Sup, I'm Allegra Rodriguez Shivers, and I play the Nova Knight, also known as Scarlet Watts. I'm Shane Cochran, and I voice Erailed. I'm JJ Jensen, and I play Hera. I'm Michael Waldschlager II, and I play Harbinger. I'm Noah, and I play Johnny Dakota. Marie Claire Gould as Ms. Paige Turner. Kyle Gould as Reginald Thaddeus III. I'm Katie Truex, and I played Metal Dusa. I'm PJ Argento, and I played the role of Jason. I'm AJ Kimball, and I play Minotaur. My name is Ryan Short, and I was the narrator. Right. Last thing to do is to morph and set the vibrational frequency. Oh, uh, Gaia, is there any way you can record this? I would love to analyze the data. Recording in progress, Defender. Please be careful. Trust me. Guardians, engage. Druidic Defender. Inside a cavernous hall, a bespectacled young man in a blue plaid shirt and jeans runs in and finds a red and gold robot with a saucer-like head frantically toddling around a control panel. A large vertical cylinder sits empty on one side of the room, while a wall of monitors shows nothing but static at another. Hey, 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 hey. Billy! The are not offline. Are we under attack? I'm not certain. I've been charting fluctuations in the vibrational harmonics of a morphing grid, but I don't think Rita or Zed are capable of this. Call for the rest of the team just in case. 